Hey everybody, welcome to the Monday edition of Winners and Winers Radio. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together we make up Winners and Winers Radio. Give us an hour and we'll give you the winners. You know, Scott, that's kind of a lie today because we've really got just one game. <laughs> you know... I feel like it's good to start with a little bit of transparency, which is something I always preach on my personal videos. Yeah, we got one game, but we're going to have a lot of stuff before that. We are. So we, oh, this is tuned. this is the chalked full. This is the chalked full Monday edition. We've got we've got bonus beats, we've got bonus rocking chairs, we've got freak out or chill out, gambling hero of the day, survivor news. It's it plus as if that weren't enough, Scott, we have to talk about the MLB playoffs. Big Sunday action, elimination day. Did Can't... we get the four uh, the four way tie that everyone was hoping and dreaming of? No chaos, man. No chaos at all, and it's uh, it's heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking for us because I know we wanted two games to look at for Monday, but well, the four the four way was impossible because Seattle ended up losing the game anyway. Right. If you would have gotten three, yeah. But well, I mean, it, yeah. was, it was possible going going into the day. Seattle was going into today, and then Seattle was down like four nothing after two innings, and you're like, "Yeah, it sounds like the Mariners' entire organization summed up in like one microcosm." Yeah, I, I can I can speak for everybody west of the Appalachians when we say, "Ooh, Yankees and Red Sox, yippee!" Couldn't be happy. You know, we are happy about just one of those horrific teams are going to go to the playoffs. I am That's actually great curious news. what the ratings are going to be for that game because you have no NFL game to compete with. You might, I don't know if there's going to be a midweek college football game to compete with. No. I'm assuming not. Not no Thursday. That early, yeah. So the ratings should be fantastic. We'll see. Yeah. But I'm sure Manfred and MLB are thrilled you got that as a one-game playoff. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm sure they are because those are, you know, huge markets and a lot of fans across the country. There's, you know, Red Sox fans and Yankees fans uh, in all 50 states. So we'll, we'll save the breakdown for that game tomorrow. Yeah. I'm I'm just super excited to get to work on taking a look at that game. And talk, you think I'm excited about... as a Yankees fan? I gotta watch this team play one more game. Well, you're still in the playoffs, so shut up. I know, but this team—they're awful. So painful. In man. a must-win so game, they had they scored zero runs for eight. Had one hit for eight innings in a must-win game. I think Tampa just wanted to go home because they had, they were second and third with one out and judges up. And in any meaning in any meaningful situation, they walk you'd, him. Uh, you'd obviously walk Judge to set up the. Bases loaded, force at every base for Stanton. Right. And I guess Tampa just decided, eh. you know, extra innings kind of stinks. So let's just get out of here. They just pitched a judge anyway. I'm like, all right, thanks. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks a lot. People up in Toronto going, yeah, really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. I so wanted that Toronto team to make it. Don't blame them. Blame the Nationals bullpen for blowing a four-run lead. Oh, Nationals bullpen sucked. Who knew? Yeah. God. Shout out to Fetty Wap. God. <laughs> you can't escape him. Mm-hmm. All right, bud. So let's get it started. Like I said, we got a, we got a lot to get to today. So we're going to start off with our uh, with our bonus beats, and this is uh, covers college and the NFL. Scott, there was a lot of fevery going on over this weekend, and we're going to have to talk about some of it on the Monday edition of Call Those Caps. All right, pull over. Pull over, you know who you are. Well, Scott, let's start. Let's start with the this one. If you had the Army Ball State over forty-seven and a half, had thirty-five points in the first half. I had Army in that game, by the way, as a premium play. Didn't go well. They started 
First two times Ball State touched the ball, scored a touchdown. Yeah. I was going to say, I forget about that. The opening kickoff went to the crib. Yeah, had a kick, had a kickoff return for a touchdown. Then, then uh, I believe Army fumbled through a forty-six yard touchdown pass. The next play, so fourteen nothing. And you know that Army team, they're really built to come back from behind. So mm-hmm. that that worked out great. Anyway, enough of my bitching. If you, there'll be plenty later, by the way. If you had the over forty-seven and a half, like we said, thirty-five points in the first half. Second half. Yeah, not so much. What do you What do you need there? You need you need uh, thirteen points in the second half. Forget it. You ain't getting them. Nine points. That was it. Game landed forty four. Turn out the lights. The party's over. If you had the over, if you had army, wasn't your week. Call the cops. And in this one, in my opinion, is the worst beat of the weekend. Okay, it's the Michigan Wisconsin first half under twenty and a half. You had thirteen points was with less than thirty seconds to go in the second quarter. Okay, Michigan. Kicks a field goal. So there's about 28 seconds left, give or take, 27 seconds. That high-powered Wisconsin offense. And you give the ball back to Graham Mertz, who's done absolutely nothing for about, I don't know, the entire season. I'm worried about a pick six if I've got the under You're worried about a pick six, correct. But the only thing that beats you is a touchdown. Even a field goal that puts you at 19. You're you're still good to go. No, you're good. Can I interest you in a three-play, 63-yard touchdown drive in the span of 20 seconds? 13-10 13-10 at the half. Can't stop Graham Mertz. So you only, only hope to contain him. It was the best throw he's ever made at any level. <laughs> but, yeah, you ended up having 10 points in the span of about 30 seconds in a game that only had 13 points through the first about 29 minutes and 30 seconds. Brutal. Brutal. And if you had the South Carolina Gamecocks and the Troy Trojans, are the Cox playing the Trojans? Really? Seems like a good matchup. Got over 43 and a half. Not even a smile. Jesus. Over 43 and a half in the fourth quarter. South Carolina returned a touchdown, returned a fumble for a touchdown. However, oh God, not another one of these. He dropped the ball, Scott, crossing the goal line. So the TD overturned. That game ended 23 14, 37. Hey, you know, if you'd had a touchdown and an extra point, that'd have been 44. Did you realize that? Checking. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, I believe that uh, South Carolina hit them with the uh, Trojan horse. Thank you. Yeah. If you had the over there, you should call the cops. You should really call the cops because I just shot that kid. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's going to have to call the cops for sure. Somebody... It really is amazing how that happens, I'd say, more than double-digit times every year, and yet people still do it. If I... If I was a coach, and if, if 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 I had any of my players drop the ball before they were five yards deep in the end zone, they'd do nothing but run for the rest of their college career. Yeah, sounds about right. But anyway, looking at the NFL, we have actually two on the same game. Yep. I'll do one. You can do the other. Okay, we couldn't we couldn't decide which one was worse, and because I have a personal connection, I insisted that it we both either. have a personal connection to the first one because it absolutely killed my entire Sunday. I had the Saints in a teaser, which I teased down to one. If you had the money line, basically the same thing in this spot. Right. New Orleans was up 21 to 10 at home in the Superdome with 12 minutes to go. Giants punt with 9.30 to go. Yeah. Saints go three and out. So you're still up double digits with like seven minutes to go. Yeah. Like you're, you're fine. Just don't give up two scores in seven minutes. Giants gave uh, Giants ended up throwing a, a long touchdown completion to Barkley, who actually looked really good yesterday. Yeah, got the two point conversion, so it's twenty one eighteen. It's fine, you know. The Saints, all they do is run the ball. They've Ooh. been milking the clock the entire game. Yep. 
mm-hmm. and they take a delay a game on second. It was it second and nine. Yep. They take a delay a game, which basically killed the drive. They punted giants hit a 48 yard field goal game goes to overtime. I love it when a game gets decided by a coin. Yep. Giants won the coin toss, scored a touchdown on the opening drive of overtime. And the Saints went from up 11 at home to down six at the end of the game because they lost the game. That absolutely killed my Sunday. Full disclosure, that sucked. Yep, yep. And the other one, if you had the if you had the uh, under in that game, you were in really good shape. It was 40, 42 and a half. Again, like you said, you're sitting right there in the fourth quarter at uh, 31 with 12 minutes left. You figure you're golden. You can take. It's even lower because they get a couple three and outs. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, then you get down. You're like, come on, guys. All we got to do is just do something, run the ball, kill some clock. Yeah, they did none of that. So if you had the if you had the over the under 42 and a half, that's a screw job. If you had the Saints money line, if you had them on the teaser like I did with my premium subs, brutal. Just just brutal. I thought I thought this was going to be an all-star red letter day. We're really off to a great start, but uh, that's not the way it worked out at all. And I'll tell you, we thought we were out to a great start because of the next one, Scott. If you had the Tennessee Titans and the New York Jets under 44 and a half, like I did, and like my subs did, in good shape. 9-7 at halftime, you know, you just, well, as long as they don't come out and put up a big third quarter and start the start the waterfall. No, they put up three points in the third quarter. That's fantastic. It's 10 to 9. 10 to 9 after three quarters. You're at 19, Scott. I just can't, I just can't give up more than 25 and a half points. Can, can we do that? Do you think that's possible? No, it's no. not. It's not at all. 29 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Jets, they missed a uh, wide-open Corey Davis uh, down uh, 27-14. The Titans drive the tie. Yeah, the Jets could have put it away. You mean, uh, yeah. On, th- on, on, third, on third down, they were up 27-14. All they needed was one more first down to kill the clock, mm. and uh, they, couldn't, they, they couldn't do it. So, uh, yeah, just absolutely brutal. So... Uh, yeah, picked up the and then the uh, Titans on their drive again. Okay, so I had the yeah. So the Jets were up three when they could have iced it. They didn't. Titans get the ball back on their drive to tie it. Picked up fourth and ten on defensive pass interference. Man, it was close. It was a bang bang play. I thought they. I'm, got, I'm pretty sure they were up seven at the time because the Titans scored a touchdown. But same idea. All right. Yeah, that's uh, yes, that's right. They needed they needed the touchdown to tie it. You're right. So. Anyway, that was pretty bad. Brutal. And the other one was Brutal. another total. Yep. Colts, Dolphins, if you had the under 41 and a half, 7-3 at the half, 17-3 in the third quarter. Kind of interesting when a Carson Wentz, Jacoby Brissett, 24-point fourth quarter. Not even. Not Game even. landed 44. Brutal. I'm, I'm just, the only thing I'm surprised about that is I didn't have it, Scott. See, I was so, I want to say that I felt off about most of my thoughts on the game, on the games yesterday. I know record-wise, as you told me on the show, I actually did pretty decently. Yep. I feel like I was the only person on the plan to like the Colts yesterday. Uh, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. That was a that was that was a good call. The Dolphins just uh, was, the only good call I had. I real <laughs> I really didn't think there was much of a difference between Jacoby Brissett and uh, Tua. I thought I thought they would be fairly comparable in results. So. Eesh. Okay. All right. 
So it was a weird. It was 20, a twenty twenty four point fourth quarter with Wentz and Brissett. You can't. You can't. Well, you know, we got. Oh, we, that's just funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I get it. Well, you know, I we had a twenty seven point fourth quarter with uh with uh, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson and a bunch of Walmart wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, what are we doing here for Tennessee? Yeah. Not good. You know, in Tennessee, they're 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 missing their top two receivers, by the way. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. A bunch of Walmart receivers. Yeah, yeah, just stupid. Just you know, the weird thing is, on my plays of the day, Scott two and zero. Nice. And uh, yeah, so the called uh, the bizarro world flip. Yeah, it was. That's exactly right. And the the premium subs, like I said, I thought we were going to start off nice, nice, easy under there in that Jets game and hit the first leg of our of our two te- our two team teaser, which we hit the second leg. That was the Packers. That was. If ever there's a guaranteed lock, it's that second game of the teaser after you've lost the first one. Yeah, pretty much. Load up, load up, bet the house. All right, so enough of that. I'm I've pretty much got it on my system. I think. Um, we'll the, see. The, we will see. The opposite of those. Those are the nice, easy wins. I didn't have any of these today, <laughs> but these are the people. You know who you are. It was a nice chill. Whether it was a Saturday, a Sunday, whatever it was, we thought we were there, Scott, but we weren't. But you really were because you were sitting in the rocket chair. So, the first one was in college with Georgia minus 16.5 against Arkansas. Light at 21 to nothing after the first quarter. And, yeah, they won 37 nothing. I feel like nobody really paid attention to this game after the first 15 minutes. And I don't blame you because Arkansas got absolutely ragdolled for 60 minutes. Just brutal. Just up and down the field. Sorry, Hoggies. So you know it's it's weird that uh, that Arkansas and Ole Miss play played next weekend. It's like it's like this it's like the bronze medal game. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, Alabama, Ole Miss. Speaking of Ole Miss, if you had the under eighty, like I did, Scott, stop. You took the over there. Not good. <laughs> and when did you know you were screwed, Scott? Did it take the entire twelve minutes of the first quarter when they scored no points? It was actually the first drive when Ole Miss went on a 16-play, 50-something-yard drive, and they ended up failing on fourth down inside the 10-yard line. That's a little brutal. Kind of set the tone for the day, didn't it? Really did, because Ole Miss, I think, turned it over on downs three times in the first half, I think. Not, not good. Not good. Kevin Kelly smiles. They only put up 28 points in the first half. That game landed 63. If you had the under 80, man, you were sitting in a rocking chair, baby. Yep, looking at college one more time. If you had Pittsburgh minus three against Georgia Tech, led by 28 at the half, won by 31. Pittsburgh, if they wanted to, probably could have scored 90. What a couple of psycho teams those are. Well, Pittsburgh offensively, we know is good. Right. The, the one loss they had was to Western Michigan because they couldn't get a stop. But Pickett in that offense is actually very good. Yeah, psycho team. Sorry. Yep. Uh, if you had the Bills minus 17, I'll give you props on that. You jumped on that right away with both feet. I was in uh, 17 in the NFL. Not for me, thanks. Yeah, it could have been uh, 37, Scott. Tough to cover when you don't score. Pretty good rule of thumb there in uh, professional football, or football at any level, really. Uh, Texans had a total of 109 yards of total offense. Well, it makes a little more sense why you didn't score. This game was 16-0 at halftime. And the Bills, they saved the best for the second half because they put up 24 in the second half. Uh, Texans, very consistent. Zero points in the first half, zero points in the second half. Bills win that one going away, 40 to Zippo. And the last one was the Browns and the Vikings under 51 and a half, 7 nothing in the first quarter. Then it was 11 to 7 at the half, three points in the entire second half. Just go home. 
I felt I felt like I felt like the uh, I felt like the the guy in airplane as he's trying to tell his story and they're like pouring gasoline on themselves. Mm-hmm. You, that, that's how I felt watching that game. I'm like, make make it stop, please. Yep. All right, Scott. Quick reminder that you are listening to Winners and Winners Radio. Give us an hour, and we'll give you the winners. Uh, man, and we have some choices for this one too. But let's find out who's wearing the golden feed bag, Scott. It's somebody in the college ranks. Who is? The donkey of the weekend. Is it Tom Brady? Is it Tom Brady? It is not. Okay. We we will talk about the, that game in a little bit. But All right. It's actually going to involve one of the rocking chairs that we just talked about, involving the Ole Miss and Alabama game. Mm. And Lane Kiffin was doing a pregame sideline interview with CBS. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Elaine Kiffin looked into the camera, holding the mic, and said, quote, fans better get their popcorn ready. Then he basically spiked the microphone onto the floor, ran out onto the field for the game. Fired up! And his team fired up, scored zero points <laughs> in the first half, and Bama beat them by about three touchdowns. Ah, uh, you better get your popcorn ready because you're going to want something to do instead of root for Ole Miss. I uh, like the enthusiasm, uh-huh. and I was very entertained with them failing on fourth down about three times sure. in the first twenty minutes. Are you not entertained? But you basically say get the popcorn ready because even if you're going to lose the game. It means you're expecting an entertaining time. Absolutely. Going to give them a you run for their zero money. Zero points in the first half, really? Yeah. Come on. You got to at least get, you got to kick a field goal, do something. You scored nothing. On the plus side, they held Alabama to less than 60, so that's good. It's the equivalent to trash talking before a fight and then getting knocked out in the first five seconds. Yeah, that's pretty much, pretty much it, the same thing. It was thing. just really, really bad. All right. So let's find out. Scott, it's it's not good to be angry. You, you really shouldn't be angry at these people. Sometimes it's professional athletes. Sometimes it's just it's just kids, 18, 19-year-olds. You can't be mad at them, Scott. You, you can't be mad, but you can be disappointed. Let's find out who got our eye or going, Scott, in the uh, segment that we like to call, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. All right, so... Warning, warning. Always, it's always so tricky because I have to, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's a pretty big warning because, shocker, a couple of teams might uh, yeah. be a DEFCON 1 right now. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Can I interest you in the Pac-12 Conference and Notre Dame? Because I believe, and you and I talked about this a little bit doing our pre-show stuff, I believe they have been eliminated from the college football playoff contention by this week, by week number five. You can also throw in the ACC, but they were eliminated basically as soon as Clemson lost. So it's not even correct. That even counts. Correct. So but. you had you had Oregon go down to defeat against Stanford. Let's they let Stanford come back. Although that was they, I was that was a little sketchy. Call, I was thinking about doing that yeah. for Donkey because that untimed down nonsense was complete garbage. Horrible call. But horrible. Atrocious. Horrible call in the end zone. How about Stanford? They threw four straight fades on the goal line. You got no other play in the playbook. I don't understand coaches. I really don't, Scott. Uh, Notre Dame, they were given the what for by the Cincinnati Bearcats. The Bearcats, a little bit fired up for that game, would you say, Scott? 
they were. They almost blew it at the end, but they held on. I'm going to give Notre Dame a bit of a pass because they were underdogs in the game. Mm -hmm. But it's so fun just mocking the fan base that thinks that they're entitled to everything and the team's not that good. I don't give give anybody a pass that loses a home game in a must-win situation like that. With, like, basically the second or third longest active home win streak in the country. You and I talked about it on the college show. It was a college football playoff elimination game. It didn't. Yep, pretty much. It wasn't a play-in game. You're not in automatically. The winner wouldn't have been in an amount automatically, but the loser definitely is. Any yep. any path for Notre Dame, Scott? No. no. Notre Dame's done. None. None at all. Any path for Oregon? I think the answer is yes because they're ranked number eight. So even though they lost, they didn't get moved down. If they were in the double digits, I would tell you that they got no shot. But at eight, maybe. Okay. Having said that, we both expect the Pac-12 to just continue cannibalizing themselves because. That conference, I, I can't bet on that conference. I, I can't do it. What, they're playing against each other. Anything could happen. It's yeah. pure madness. Yeah. I, I can't. So Oregon will probably lose another game. But, yeah, it's not exactly a good look when every team in your conference has lost at least one game. Well, <laughs> Isn't that or, what's going on right now? Oregon State had a big, had a, had a, a big win too, right? Who did they beat? Uh, they killed uh, – they beat Washington. Okay, yeah, yeah. And they were – they actually, they killed USC, but that was two weeks ago. They were actually small favorites in that game. But, yeah, it's – go figure. Because there was a lot of people thought Washington was at least going to come out of the, the Pac-12 North. That's true, though, right? There are no undefeated Pac-12 teams left, right? Yeah, no, there, has, no, there aren't. Yeah, no. so, yeah, that whole conference is screwed. Yeah, they're, they're, in, a, they're in a world of hurt. I believe just one Pac-12 team is ranked. Uh, well, they have six before the season started. Something ridiculous, yeah. And Washington. Uh, well, Washington. I know it might it might be two. I'm curious if Arizona Arizona State, State is right. there. My, I always forget about Arizona. I was going to say because I'm assuming they flipped with UCLA. Yeah, they, it, because they won, so now they're ranked instead of UCLA. Right, they had a big win against UCLA. I, for, I forgot about that game. So, yeah, that was um, not good. Oregon's done, and we'll talk a little bit more about this here. Um, you can make an argument Oregon's still alive. I don't see them running the table. No, no, I, I don't see that happening. So, all right, let's find out. And again, there were some lines that didn't make sense. There was a lot of things where we could have awarded this, but we, I think we, you know, you know that this is my specialty. It's this and the tennis uh, call the cops. The odds makers were drunk. Yeah. All right. Well, let's find out who it is. Let's get to Scott's specialty right away. Hey, man! Cheers to everybody out there, especially. You odds makers, because apparently on the games of this game, at least, you guys were drunk. So for this one, we're going to be talking about a college game, which I'm sure nobody knew actually happened besides students or fans of these actual colleges. Did you know that Florida International played against Florida Atlantic this weekend? Yes. You did. I look at all the games. Of course I did. Uh, oh, that's because, you know, that's what we both. Did I have any interest in it? No, I did not. I'm assuming the general public, I'd say, let that game slip through the cracks mm-hmm. when it came to the breakdown. But anyway. A little under the radar. The total in that game was 51 and a half. Seems a little low. Can I interest you in 55 points? Oh, just barely went over. In the first half. Whoops. Florida Atlantic finished with 58 points by themselves. The game landed 79. Oh, God. FIU is so bad. They're, they're terrible, but 51 and a half and you have 55 points in half the time. Yep. That's really bad. You are seriously drunk. Seriously, seriously drunk. 
All right, Scott. Well, we talked about it a little bit. It was uh, it was not a good day for either of us uh, when it came to Survivor. I'd say it's not a good day. We're both dead. <laughs> yeah, and that's how that's how that works. Not a good thing when you're when you're trying to be a survivor at all. So, uh, who did you end up having? I had the Titans. Mm-hmm. Truth is, I was getting second thoughts this morning, but yeah. I ended up just sticking with it. Very good, good call. My bad. Uh huh. And I well, you you fade the team that hasn't won a game in I don't know seventeen years or so. Yeah, but I woke up in the morning and I thought, you know, this line is still very fishy. I, I could probably just take the Chiefs, and I just decided, you know what, it's the Jets. Yeah. And the Jets came up and bit me. Yep. Well, congratulations. I had the Saints, so uh, that worked out well. Yep. Yours was more heartbreaking than mine. True. I had the Saints and the Titans in separate teasers. Right. Titans led by seven in the fourth quarter for about 20 seconds. Saints led by 11 at home with about six and a half, seven minutes to go. So I think you were in pretty good shape compared to me for the entire game. Anybody else take a, anybody else take a beat, Scott? Might have been a few people with the Rams, you think? I was going to say, I don't know who would be taking the Rams, but yeah. interesting choice there. Yeah. Uh, of course, the Bengals won on Thursday. Uh, Cowboys won. Um, Chiefs won. Bills won. Yep. N- Ra- uh, no, I, I'm Pack- assuming Packers, that Packers won. The, even Tampa Bay won. It yep. was ugly, but they won. Yep. So, yeah, I'm assuming those are basically it. All right. Very good. And... So we got to talk about a little bit. We may have seen some great pretenders here, Scott. So it's time for freak out or chill out. We still have not music for this. Oh well, it's freak out, freak out. But well, we have out. music. We just can't use it for copyright purposes. That's right. Yeah, we have we have we have really good one for this. But so if you uh, you big fans of the Broncos, big fans of the Panthers, both those teams were three and zero, surprisingly so, leading their divisions. Broncos come out, lose 23-7 to Baltimore. Uh, Lamar Jackson shows throws for 307, Scott. Lamar Jackson, 307. Not good. Uh, same deal, same deal as the uh as the Panthers. As the Panthers, uh, they looked non-competitive in their game. Um first Lost by eight in the end, but they were down like three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, I'll still I'll stick by non-competitive because no, like, I know, but I'm saying if people weren't paying attention to it, you don't get the box score and say the game was close. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Garbage, garbage time. So obviously, I think Panthers lost to a better team there. I give the Panthers no roasting over their loss. Okay. I don't know how what you're supposed to do. You're on the road. You have no McCaffrey. You're missing your best rookie corner. You gave out the Cowboys as your favorite play on the NFL joint show. Yep. So it's the way it is. Carolina fought tough. You know, they they tried. But that Dallas team, they they might be really good. I think it's I, I think that's possible, you know, because we heard you know, I guess the beef that I have is we heard so much about this Panthers defense. This Panthers defense and they give up 36 points. Now I don't care. Obviously, when your offense is incompetent. You're going to keep your defense on the field way too long, and that and I just that, think Horn being out was just going to hurt no matter what. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't think he was worth 15 points. He wasn't, but that Cowboys offense looks like a well-oiled machine it's right solid. now. That's easily a top. It's got to be top five, sure. arguably top three unit in football. Right, it is now. right now they are playing. They are playing good ball. So if you're a Panthers fan, you're freaking out or chilling out. I would freak out because I don't know when McCaffrey's coming back, but for the overall team, I actually think they're not that bad. Okay. 
I think Denver stinks. I was going to say, Denver, uh, have I, they have they peaked? Denver should panic. And now, so I said that Carolina should panic based on injury news. But as a whole, I think that team has some potential to go 9-8, and eight, maybe compete for the 7 spot in the AFC. Right. The Broncos got nothing. Because not only did you beat a bunch of 0-4 teams to get you to an inflated 3-0 record. Horrible. Arguably three worst teams in football. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you take the Giants out of there. They didn't play the Texans. Right. So you can make a swap. They played, two, two, they played two of the three. They played the Jaguars, they played the Jets, and they played the Giants instead of the Texans. So they probably yeah, played the anyway, fifth or sixth worst team. Yeah. To make matters worse, Teddy Bridgewater got injured. Yeah. And he was actually playing pretty well for them this season. Mm-hmm. So now you're back to Drew Locke, who I'm sure the fan base didn't really like much in the first place. And we talked about that before the season started, Scott. Once they decided to go with Bridgewater, you you had a hunch because he's in, been injury prone for whatever reason that we would probably see Drew Locke down the road at some point. Yeah. So I think Denver's got serious problems. They're easily the worst team in their division. Okay. Or you make an argument maybe they're tied with the Raiders, but the Raiders have actually been impressive up to this point. So mm-hmm. I'd say Denver right now is the worst team in that division. This team might have started 3-0. and If they finish – I mean, you can't finish 500 anymore. Right. If they finish with eight wins, I will be pleasantly surprised. Agree. What was our, what was our win total? Five and a half, six and a half? I want to say it was around six and a half. Maybe yeah. seven and a half, but I doubt it. I don't think so. I think it was around six and a half. All right, fair enough. Hey, if I'm a Saints fan, am I chilling or freaking? It depends on what your expectations were. Because going into the year, you had Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you weren't exactly picturing a Super Bowl. No, but I'm looking I'm looking at this team that has had two really good performances this season. And going into yesterday, the only bad game they have is when they're missing, what, uh, five, six defensive starters and seven coaches. So yeah. that was kind of, I'd, I'd written that off as kind of an aberration. But now I watch him absolutely uh, crap the couch against the Giants, and I'm back to square one with this stupid team. I don't know what we got. Well, we said going into the year. Uh, by the way, Denver's win total was actually eight and a half. Eight and a half? Yeah, that's that seems a bit high, but okay, fair enough. Mm, or whoever, anyway. oh, whoever posted it was high. Anywho. Uh, but looking at the overall, I thought it was like six and a half or seven and a half. But looking at the Saints, yeah. we thought this team wouldn't make the playoffs going into the year right we just thought that this team was flawed we weren't sure if Lattimore was going to play with the suspension he ended up not getting suspended but Michael Thomas still a wall not sure when he's coming back from injury I know Callaway got injured yesterday so they really have no receivers left they're treating the most turnover prone quarterback of a single season ever as a game manager mm-hmm. and their play calling is just extremely vanilla They'll take the occasional shot downfield, but it's mostly just kind of reminds me of New England, to be honest with you. But the real thing for me in this game, which is a hot take, because I'm sure a lot of you know that I am pretty critical of some coaches getting paid a bunch of money right? because of some decisions. I think Sean Payton is just an extremely overrated coach. He I'm hasn't just gonna say it. done much lately. I think at one point he was kind of an innovator. But I think with this last wave of innovation, I think it's left him behind. He won one Super Bowl with Breeze and did nothing ever since. But That's true. I, he made some decisions in that game against the Giants, especially in the first half, which just boggled my mind. He went forward on fourth and three instead of taking like a 30-something yard field goal. Right. They failed. 
And then, which, you know, if you want to kick it, go for whatever. I would have kicked it because I was expecting a low-scoring game, but I'm not going to get mad at you for that. Then about a drive or two later, he kicks it on fourth and three for a 58-yard field goal. What am I missing here? You're at the 40-yard uh, uh, line. You're missing a 58-yard field goal. That's what you're missing. Why would you go for it at the 20-something and the same down and distance and then try to kick it from about 15 yards further than where you were a drive or two ago? Because his other, sense. You know why? Because his other option was punt. Fourth uh, and three. I think you can go for it. That's not what he's thinking, though. He's thinking, he's thinking punt or kick a field goal. I'm just saying, I think he inverted it. You kick on fourth and three in a zero-zero game. And then you go for it at, at the 40-yard line of fourth and three. Yes, he screwed it up twice. Congratulations. But it was really bad. But that's really just the Peyton thing with me. I know that he's won a Super Bowl. He's going to make the, the Hall of Fame, and he's an offensive genius, whatever. Right. But I feel like every single season, there are a couple of decisions that go on, and Peyton just butchers them, and they just get swept under the rug. Right. All right, so let me get your, let me get your hot taker, and then we'll, we'll move on. In the NFC South, who's a better team, the Panthers or the Saints? Oh, that's tough. I know. I actually think it's the Panthers. Okay. When Wait, when healthy or now? Right now. Right now, I'm going to actually take the Saints. But at full strength, I might actually take Carolina. I think without McCaffrey, I, I just can't trust this Carolina team. I just okay. can't do it. That's fair enough. Although the Saints, again, have nobody to throw the ball to. I know we're, I know you're not supposed to overvalue running backs in today's day and age. You cannot overvalue McCaffrey. <laughs> he's just no. that good at the game. There's well, really and he's, no other way to Well, talk when he's your it. leading rusher and your leading pass catcher, yeah, that's that's, that's a pretty huge role. No, no. Imagine LaDainian Tomlinson on the Chargers. I think they needed him. Yeah, no kidding. All right. So, that's I was just I was just throwing that out there. All right, Scott. Well, we have a few gambling heroes today. Most of them did a great job of being a hero to kill us. So we're not going to talk about them. We're going to talk about a team from the major leagues. What? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. By the way, guys, you are listening to Winners and Winners Radio. Give us an hour and we'll give you the winners. All right. You ready, bud? We've been waiting for this. It, It took till the last day of the season. But we have an absolute group of gentlemen from the West Coast that got it done, and cashed some big tickets for folks. Scott, let's find out who is today's gambling hero. It's a beautiful tone. Just a beautiful tone on the trumpet. All right, so we talked about it a lot. We have talked about this team. We kept waiting for them to collapse. Everybody kept waiting for them to collapse. They never collapsed. Got us the San Francisco Giants. They doomed the Los Angeles Dodgers to the ignominy of winning 106 games and not winning the division. I just think that is just chef's kiss right there. It's, I think mm-hmm. it's wonderful. The payroll difference, a little bit of a disparity. A little bit of a disparity. The Giants, by the way, depending on when you got them, where you got them, there's rumors on Twitter, and I never saw this, that the, the price that we you and I saw was around 40 to 50. But there was a rumor that Circa, in fact, I think it was a, a tweet from a retweet from Circa that Circa had this at 80 or 85 to 1 in March. I have not confirmed that to be the case. Whatever. Uh, whether it's paying 40 to 1, 70 to 1, 80 to 1, 
you cash in your San Francisco Giants to win the NL West ticket, congratulations because you got yourself a big payday. Definitely looked a little bit dangerous when they blew the game on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And you thought, you know, maybe it might happen. But no, San Francisco killed this team on Sunday. I liked coming into the weekend with the magic number of two. It means I don't think no I've ever seen the, a manager raise his stock more than Gabe Kapler in the span of about a year and a half. I believe we hated him quite a bit. In Philly? No, I mean taking taking this job. I, I I think we we wrote off this Giants team because of Gabe Kapler. Well, I wrote off the the team because I just didn't think the roster was going to work with a bunch of older guys. I didn't think they'd hold up. Well, and a bunch of and a, and a bunch of a bunch of like you know three four starters that. Are kind of they beaten. signed D. Sclafani in the offseason, and I'm like, what are you trying to do now? Right, Galsman is another one. Yeah. But the Giants barely missed the playoffs last year with the expanded field, so we thought that that was a little bit fluky in itself. Yeah, like the Marlins making the playoffs. This is just a very good team. Yes. I'll admit I was wrong with them. I feel like most of the country was wrong with them. <laughs> yeah, if, right. we'll, be right, we'll be right out in front of that train, and we better have some company on the track, Scott, because we weren't the only ones that rode off this giant team. Well, all well, time I rode off preseason, but after the first, I'd say around June, we were pretty early to the party of being on board. That's true. When you watched how they, when you watched how they were pitching, and and they were and they were and they were hitting home runs, weren't scoring a ton of runs, but they were they were hitting they were hitting bombs, and they had the ability to come back at any point. And the, I think the pitching is what surprised me the most. Do you remember the beginning of the year? We were slamming every first five under with this team. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Galsman, Galsman and Di Scalfani were just in fuego to start yeah, the year. Yeah, so we, we already knew about them during the season. But yeah, we preseason, we didn't like this team. Nope. But after the first two months, we were pretty, I'll just say, we were fans of this team. I wasn't we, sure, we they, sure they'd hold up. I wasn't but, sure they'd be able to hang on to win the West. I was yeah. worried about injuries, that pitching staff, and things like that. Um, well, I you did, could tell that it was a playoff team from like the first two months. Yeah, they were very, very good, very, very, very well managed, good mm-hmm. in game situations. Congratulations if you're holding yourself a, a San Francisco Giants division ticket, because you got yourself a nice payday with those heroes. So, um, let's talk about that baseball a little bit, Scott. We finally, we finally got the matchup set on Tuesday. It will be the New York Yankees traveling to Baston to take, take on that Canada. To take on no the Red Sox. Year. Take that, Toronto. Uh, I blame Canada. Um, this game opened up as the Yankees minus 111. There's already been pinstripe money coming in, Scott. It's now sitting about minus 120. Eight and a half is the total. Unless you there, it, there is one nine out there at the Westgate that's juiced under if you wanted to play that, but everywhere else well, it's. Finished. I don't know how long we're going to spend talking about the game now compared to tomorrow. No, I was just, I was just, I was just saying. Shocker, that, there's only one game on tomorrow also. Yep. And it's this one. I was so. just saying that's your, that's your matchup on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, it's going to be Wainwright versus Scherzer. Dodgers, Scott, minus 210 favorites here. So they haven't learned their lesson me. with Wainwright and the Cardinals, have they? You know what I said. I said I got to take the Cardinals just for the meme alone. I'm yeah. just rooting for it. It's, oh. it's going to be really, really funny. Having said that, don't you think this looks a little cheap for the Dodgers? No. No, I so? do not think it you looks. Know? No. Are you kidding me at minus 210, minus 220? You just figured a team with 106 wins playing against a team with 80-something. Or Did the Cardinals get to 90? I don't think they got to 90. I don't think so. But the point is, I thought the Dodgers would blindly be like minus 240. I wouldn't have taken the 240, 
I'm kind of surprised the odds makers set the Dodgers at around 210. Oh, don't worry. It'll be 240 by the time we talk about this game. I'm shocked Scherzer's pitching. He's been terrible his last couple out. Oh, Cardinals did get to 90, by the way. 90 and 72. I thought I thought they might have gotten to 90s. That actually doesn't yep. look as bad as it did about, I don't know. You thought they might finish with 85 and, and make the wild card spot. Yeah, no, they got the 90 on Friday. They, they could have finished with 85 and made the two. wild card spot. Yes. The Padres and, and uh, Cubs kept losing. And but The Reds and, yes. Not the Cubs, sorry. Yeah, the Reds, sorry. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Phillies, Mets, trust, take your prick. Do you trust Scherzer in this spot? No. Because I don't know if I can. I don't want to give away since it's going to be the only game we have to talk about on Wednesday. I don't want to give away too much. I'm just wondering, though, do you think that money's going to come in on St. Louis? No. Or the Dodgers? Dodgers. I don't assume it comes in on the Dodgers. Yes. That's why I said it'll be 240 by the time we talk about it. Well, that's why I thought 210 was cheap, at least based on what I thought the line would be in my head. Yeah. No. At no point am I taking the Dodgers. I can't. Do you think you yeah, do you think that's a, a win do you think that's a the right win probability there at minus two forty? Uh no, but I figured based on brand name bias, record bias, and that means Scherzer this season who's a Cy Young candidate, I figured that you set the Dodgers at whatever and people would assume it's the Dodgers. They'll find a way to win. They're the defending champions. Mm-hmm. How are they gonna lose to the Cardinals? Yeah. We're gonna find out. Now, Wayne Wainwright Wainwright throws seven innings of one hit ball. That's how they do it. All right. Fastball tops out of like ninety one. I don't just care. mowing people down. Location, location, location. Like real estate, buddy. Speed yep. me, speed means nothing. All right. So yeah, we'll talk about that. That'll be fun. And then the uh Didn't Muncie get injured, by the way? Yes, Muncie has a forearm injury. I just saw that. Yeah. He got some kind of tweak. I just I just saw it come across the crawl. So then the other in the other series in the National League, you got the uh, you got the Brewers, and you got the Braves. Uh, I got numbers on that yet. Well, I know that uh, Burns did not pitch well in his last outing. However, he got pulled after two innings, right? Which is smart because Milwaukee had nothing to play for. So why would you even bother? Save him for the actual playoffs. We know Milwaukee's going to be favored, even if we don't have a lineup because they have home field. They have the better. Yeah, we we know. We talked about this before, but maybe after the weekend, we have a chance to reassess. You think the Braves got a shot in the series? Think they're alive? Yes. Yes. Think I think they're going to win the series or no? Well, I can't trust the pitching. No, that's that's and that's the problem with the Braves. I guess you're you're going to see who are you going to trot out there, Scott? Who's going to who's going to be your who's going to be your your opening starter for the Braves? I got to assume it's going to be Freed. Okay. All right. Could be Morton, though, for the playoff experience, but the team's made the playoffs the last couple of years, so everyone has experience at this point. I mean, you know, on paper, Morton's your number one. Is that who the, is that the guy you trust the most? I'd, I'd rather have Max Freed. I'd rather have Freed, but Morton's been in more playoff games. I understand. I'm not sure. I think if it was me setting it up, I'd put I'd, I'd go Freed, Morton, you know. I also got to look at the home road splits, mm-hmm. because if Freed is significantly better at home than on the road, then you probably save him for three. Yep. yep. But... And we'll talk. Well, believe me, we'll have plenty of time to talk about this one. We we will. But I think Milwaukee's going to win the series. Uh, I think them missing a setup guy is going to definitely cost them at some point in the playoffs. I'm not sure if it's going to cost them in this one because I don't really like Will Smith in the bullpen. I'm a huge hater guy. I don't know how you're not a hater guy based on just how good he is as a pitcher. Yeah. um, The problem is he can't do it all himself. Correct. And sometimes getting to hater time is is tough. It's, it's tough. tough, but that rotation has a couple of guys that can probably get you seven. So then on the other side in the American League, you've got 
the uh, Tampa Bay Rays waiting in the wings for the winner of the wild card game. I like Tampa regardless. And then you've got the White Sox and the Astros going on the uh, on the other side there. I like the Astros. I think you got to. And I, I, White Sox have been playing some terrible ball. Over I saw month. I saw something on this. I I swear, and I'm gonna have to check this. I swear the White Sox were favored in this series, and that made no sense to me. But. I know we talked about it. Uh, I think like a week ago or so. Mm-hmm. And I told you I thought there might be a chance Chicago would be favored in the series. Yeah. Just solely based on the roster on paper. It's insanity. I don't I don't I mean I would take Houston, but I said on paper Chicago's got the lineup. You're still missing Verlander for the entire season for Houston, so the rotation doesn't look as impressive. Granky's been awful for the last like month and change. But they've been there before, and the AL Central teams don't typically do that well in October. For the last couple of years, no, they get they they basically they've had the record against a bunch of crappy you've got, opponents. You've got and, they've and, got they had fifty seven. Well, in this case, because Cleveland sucked, so they had seventy six games against the Indians, Royals, Tigers, and Twins. That's not good. So congratulations, you you know you should be you should be winning 50, 50, 55 of those. So arguably more, arguably more. So I just I don't know about this rotation. Lance Lynn hasn't been great. Then you've got Giolito, Rodon, Dylan Cease, Keiko. Who do you like there? See, I can't roast the rotation for Chicago because I don't like Houston's rotation either. Really? I think it balances out. I think Houston's rotation's okay. Granky's been a mess. He's been an absolute mess for the last month or so. And so. he traditionally is not a playoff guy. No, he's been. I remember he was okay the last couple of times out there with Houston, but right. historically not the greatest. I like Valdez. I think he's good. Do you trust sending out the rookie and Garcia there for a playoff game? Yeah, I don't know if you, I feel great about that. You have to, I think. You don't have a choice, but I'm saying, like, I don't know if I feel great about him I believe, in the playoffs. Is Grinky hurt? Uh, he's on the IL. I know he was. I'm not sure if he's going to be back by the playoffs or not, but I'm saying if he is, he was a complete liability for a month and change. Yeah, which is and he, which is bad because he'd been he'd been pretty good for the whole season. He'd been, he was. He's been solid and grinky. So. For the last month, you could tell he was injured because he was getting shelled every time he was out there. Yep, absolutely. So, a uh, quick reminder, one more time, guys. You are listening to Winners and Winners Radio. Give us an hour. We'll give you the winners. I swear we're getting to winners here in just a minute. So, we got to talk about the Brady Bowl, right? we got to talk about the Brady, uh, the Brady Belichick Bowl. Pretty good game. It was, uh, again, keeping with the tradition of very entertaining Sunday and Monday. Even some Thursday night games have been entertaining, Scott. By the way, uh, Granky was activated from the IL yesterday. Okay, okay. After the, after the uh, season was over, basically. So yeah, that's why I mentioned got it. Got him on the playoff yeah. roster. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what you do with him there. Make him. I guess you make him your three starter. Yeah, that's a start. Hopefully, I'm just not sure he's going to pitch well. Hopefully, you win the first two. But anyway, to go back to the Brady Bowl. Yeah, that's a good game. A good, good pouring down rain. The under great play there, right? Uh, yes, I heard that the Patriots team total under was also a pretty good play. I did have that. That was one of my plays of the day. I had that under 21 and a half. Uh, pretty substantial personal play on that as well. Field goal, no field goal. Who cares? You win anyway. Yeah, I felt, I felt pretty good at 14 there in the, uh, in the, in the fourth quarter. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we got to talk about it. I know. You want me, you want me to do it? Or yeah, you? go ahead. Go ahead. You can start. Belichick, greatest coach of all time. Let's mm-hmm. get that. Let's get that out of the way. Yep, that was an abysmal decision. My vote for donkey of the day, by the way. You were you 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 had a problem with it. You you presented a better donkey, and I agree. 
But I thought Belichick certainly uh, deserved a copper feed feed bag. How about that? I bronze it was an feed atrocious bag. choice. Now I we're talking back. We're talking by the about, way, yeah, kicking the field goal. Go ahead. We're talking about the fourth and three field goal there uh, from fifty six. Right now, Foxborough generally not an easy kick the not an easy place to kick anyway. It's also raining, so it's, that doesn't help. It's not just sprinkling either. No, it's been raining for. A couple hours. It's a frog strangler. It's what it is. Plus, Nick Falk not exactly at 100%. That's right. He had an injured plant foot, a plant leg, not able to just drive through the ball. So there's one thing you want as a kicker in uh, in the rain, and that's to have an injured plant foot, because that'll certainly go well. And yet, Belichick decided with Fourth and Mac three. Jones, who Fourth was and three. actually playing really, really well. He, he tied Tom Brady's record for most completions in a row. What do you mean? Yeah, he was doing really well. Yeah. But it was fourth and three at Tampa's 37 with 59 seconds left. And he sent out the kicker. I don't know about you. I've seen Nick Falk kick on two of my teams for a while. Right. He's been in the league for about a decade plus. Did you think he was going to make that? Because I thought there was no chance in hell he was going to make that. I was I was really surprised that they brought him out there. He 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 made a better effort than I thought he was going to make. It wasn't it wasn't one of those great driving field goals end over end high up. Oh in no, the net. It, it was close in the end. I thought it was going to be a lot wider than that. But yeah, I don't know what the percentage is of him making that kick with an injured planter with an injured plant foot, but. I got to assume it's lower than the odds of converting a fourth and three. I and I don't know you would you would be able to speak to his long distance accuracy accuracy better than me. It's also tricky because he used to make long field goals with the Cowboys, but they play in a dome, so I I can't really factor in the distance stuff because the numbers might be a bit inflated. Right. But it was really just a questionable move because let's just say you even make the kick, mm-hmm. you're just going to give Brady 53 seconds and a couple timeouts. Like I I just don't understand the idea. So let me ask you, if that's Tom Brady instead of Mac Jones, does he go for it on fourth and three? Well, that was my point. I thought he just didn't trust the rookie quarterback and he wanted to kick it, but okay. I think that they would have went for it. I think I think that's a winner's move, Scott. That's a wi- that's a winning move right there. I, I think Brady and Belichick would have had some type of conversation. Mm-hmm. I think they would have worst case scenario tried to draw them off sides, call timeout. Something. Yeah. Something. But it was a, a no hesitation field goal. And I, I just thought it was a terrible decision at the time. Tampa wants you to attempt the kick. Yes. So sure. Like you went for it. And if it goes in, am I still going to criticize the decision? Yes. I'm not viewing it just in hindsight. I thought it was a terrible decision at the time. And it didn't work out, but yeah, Belichick not his best night. No, or it was his best night. It was just a really bad minute. Yeah, that was just I. I didn't. I didn't understand it. I. I don't think you can make a case that you have a better chance of making a fifty-six yard field goal in a driving rainstorm than you do of picking up three yards. I think you can make an argument if the kicker was even fully healthy, but he wasn't even fully healthy. I think. I. I think you've got to be. I think you've got to be plus in that situation to make the first down. The point is we're throwing out a bunch of variables that determine why it was a bad move to do it. Mm -hmm. And Belichick just decided, screw it, full steam ahead. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah, that was a 
interesting game to watch. It was certainly, uh, you know, certainly, you know, a little bit of drama there and everything going on in the game. Were you surprised that the Patriots were able to hang as well as they did? For me, I was a little bit surprised because I thought that New England's offense would score around 13 to 17 points. So this part didn't surprise me. The defense, I wasn't sure if the corners would hold up against this receiving core. Mm-hmm. And I thought they did a pretty good job. Then again, the weather played a huge factor because both teams just really couldn't do much offensively when it came to connecting downfield for big plays. Yep. That's a nasty night, too. And I'm assuming I had the sound down for most of the game, but I'm assuming the temperature was probably somewhere in like the 50s. I'm assuming you're right about that. That's unpleasant. That is unpleasant weather. A, a, a driving rainstorm and weather in the 50s. That's just a nasty night right there, buddy. Well, you know about Tampa, they need the big plays with Antonio, with Godwin, and with Evans. And if there's any type of slip on a break from a route, or if even it's just off by a little bit, I mean, Antonio Brown lost sight of the ball on one of those plays. So Yeah, should have been a touchdown. Should have, should have made all the stuff we're talking about irrelevant. Yeah, but the point is that a couple of, you know, nature, you know, issues led to a very, very close and ugly offensive game, but it was competitive. How did you think Brady looked? Were you impressed with how he with how he threw the ball? No, but I wasn't impressed with really just anything I saw besides Mac Jones. Because when you have those weather games, I don't really know what you're supposed to expect. You just expect somebody to carve it up in the middle of a just terrible weather? Like, no, I thought Mac Jones looked impressive. But we've both criticized Tampa's defense before. But yep. Mac Jones, I thought, looked good. Brady did not. But am I shocked that once you saw the rain started, it was an ugly game? No. You? True. No, I'm, I'm with you. Tom Brady, I just thought he missed a lot of ride, wide open receivers. I, I, thought, I thought he had some, some really questionable overthrows. He was 22 for 43, 269, no touchdowns. Most of Tampa's success on the field goal drive was just handoffs up the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely true. Um, Fournette. Fournette had, had 90. He had a nice night. Yeah, 20 for 91. Very, very solid night. And it was a uh, – they they ran the ball 30 times, which is about 10 more – 7 to 10 more than they want to. So, um, yeah, it worked out well. They got – you know, you, you don't get any extra points for style. So, they were able to sneak out with a win. That worked out okay, but I'm uh, – It was mostly just the decision at the end of the game. Yep. Not one of Belichick's best choices. Yep, not at all. Not at all. So, Tampa Bay going forward is still the best team in the NFC? Uh, the I still think the NFC is weak, so – You know, I was going to make – over the weekend when you and I did the show, I tried to make a case for it being the Rams. I thought the yeah. Rams were the best team right now. I don't think it's the Cardinals, but I'll tell you what, the Cardinals look really good. You know, I I like I liked that team. I I you know we talked about it on, when we did our when I, we did our preview show. I like I like the Cardinals to sneak into the playoffs. I didn't think they'd be four zero in this point and uh, whipping up. I the, still want to see them the play in bad weather, which we're gonna have to see at some point. Really, you're playing in why? Who you, who the, I mean, uh, that's I mean, I mean you're going see, to I don't see, trust them in Green Bay. Okay. Well, don't lose. Against one opponent, for example. But you have a lot of nice weather places in the West Coast. I mean, but... Seattle's your really your only bad shot of, of seeing of seeing weather. Yeah, that's for Cause... rain. If you get some snow in Green Bay, I definitely fade Arizona. But yeah, this team's good. I roasted Kingsbury because I thought McVay would coach circles around him, and instead it was the other way around. No, and that's McVay and it's a matchup that, that McVay had owned, that Rams had owned. Yeah. There was a whole bunch of reasons why the Cardinals shouldn't have been in this game. Unfortunately, 
they went ahead and uh, didn't just take the results on paper. They went ahead and went out and played. They buried them. So I'm just I'm just looking here at any possibility for bad weather. Okay, they've got a game at Chicago in December. That could go south. Chicago stinks, but I am curious how bad the offense will work. Uh, Christmas game. Oh, Detroit. Oh, that's in that's in a dome. Yeah, that's the whole it. Point is for the we're, we're talking about for the playoffs. So the Cardinals right now, I think, are a top two team in the NFC with Tampa. Do you really? You think they've you you, you got them on your if power we're going rankings? Right. If we're going right now, yeah. power rankings. Okay. I think they have to be right. Well, yeah. I mean, you can you can't really. Who do you want to make a case to be better? You want to make a case to the Rams? Well, you can't really do that because the uh, the Cardinals just whooped them. And yeah, I don't, I'm just going through my I'm head. Not Green a Bay case for Green Bay until Zadarius Smith comes back, if he comes back. Okay. Well, I mean, you can certainly. You can certainly make a case for Green Bay over Arizona right now. I happen to agree with you. I like this Arizona team. I think they're solid. Murray is much improved throwing the football. His accuracy is way better than it was last season. His yards per attempt are way up. I think the supporting cast is better, too, because Hopkins hasn't really done much the last couple weeks, and they still keep scoring at will. Yep. Yep. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Still got questions about the defense. Yep. They're better. They're better. And, they, you know, it's one of those teams... A lot like the Chiefs, you go, well, if we could ever just get an average defense, this team might be able to do some stuff. And that's exactly what they did. So, all right, buddy. Well, that's uh, that's the gripping and ripping it. That's going through it in an hour. We have one thing left to do, my friend. We have put our heads together. And by the way, we had a farm play on Friday. Seattle Mariner, Scott, what the hell? <laughs> Was that good? Uh, they just couldn't score runs against that bullpen. Complete no-show. Complete no-show. They scored one run. We had them over three and a half. We did have a shot late. They had men on first and third. Nobody out in the eighth. I think it was the seventh. Or the seventh, right? Yeah, there, and it was did nothing. It was nothing. So disappointing. But you know what? We're ready to fire it up. It's a new week. It's a new farm. We've, we're still up farm. We've still got some. We've still got some farms that we didn't have when we started doing this. We're looking to make some more. So let's do it, Scott. Let's climb on that John Deere. Put those overalls on, you guys. You know who you are. Let's get ready to bet that farm. So, obviously, it's on the Monday Night Football game. We didn't just forget about the only game on the card. Champions League, no. Yeah, it's between (laughs) the Raiders and the Chargers. And for this one, we like a prop. We like the Raiders over two and a half touchdowns at minus 135 on DraftKings. Beautiful. Couple reasons why we like this. First of all, Raiders offensively been solid, scored at least three touchdowns in every game this season. Second reason, which is why I personally love the prop, is if you compare the touchdown prop to the team total prop, you're actually saving a bunch of points. Yes, because the Raiders team totals thirty is a uh, twenty-three and a half mm-hmm. at minus one twenty, so you're paying fifteen extra cents, but you don't have to worry about extra points. Yep, you don't have to worry about any field goals. Yep. In order for you to get to 24, you usually need three touchdowns and a field goal or two touchdowns and a lot of field goals. So my question for you is, would you rather pay minus 120 for three touchdowns, three extra points, and a field goal, or simply put three touchdowns with no kicking at all and you get it at minus 135? Well, if you just boil it down to the the, the most base terms... I'm 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 paying 15 cents for three points, minimum. That's a that's a bargain every day. That's not day. including the missed extra points. Technically, it could right. be five points. You're correct. Six points. Correct. Are you you know you get, are you are you you try to get you try to get fancy, get out over your skis, you go for two or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. 
Doesn't matter. No, absolutely, absolutely not. So yeah, for me, picking up three points because if you go to buy points, uh, they're not quite on sale like that. Yeah, and it's also going to be in a dome stadium because it's mm-hmm. in. It's going to be in uh, the new Chargers Stadium or Chargers Ram Stadium. So weather's going to be great. I'm expecting points. I'm assuming we're all expecting points. Give me card torch in this defense. Let's get a couple touchdowns on the board. Yep, and don't even get me started about why in the world they play in a dome in Los Angeles. That's a topic for another story, for another tale, for another time. But, yeah, we like the Raiders um, right there to score over two and a half touchdowns. You even get a defensive score. You get a scoop and score. You have all, kind, you want. all kinds of options right there. So play that one. That's our bet the farm play for the day. Yes, we are laying minus 135, but that's usually... That's usually right around the ceiling that we're ever going to lay with a number with a with a prop. One thirty-five, one is one forty is probably. I'm just saying, compare that to the team total of one twenty. Mm-hmm. Those fifteen cents are nice. Yeah, yeah, that's it's it's fantastic. So, all right, guys. Well, there you go. That's our show for the day. That is our bet the farm play for this Monday. Good luck to you. Good luck on all your plays. We appreciate you guys checking us out as always. If you're listening to podcasts, don't forget to rate and uh, review. And if you're listening to us or watching us on YouTube, don't forget to drop us a comment. Let us know you're out there. We always have a, a few people that give us a very, very nice uh, feedback, and we appreciate it. Keep doing it because uh, we like doing what we do here. So for myself and for Scott Reichel, for the whole team over here at Winners and Winners, appreciate you guys checking us out. Good luck. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow on Winners and Winners Radio. Take care, everybody.